Welcome to the TBD Podcast, where two medical students talk about stuff that's to be determined. In this episode, we talk about our transition to exclusively online classes due to COVID, our temporary return to in-person classes this past month, and our experiences getting the new COVID-19 vaccines. Our curriculum before COVID was, I mean, it's pretty similar to a lot of other medical schools where students do a lot of outside learning themselves using bunch of outside resources like sketchy pathoma boards and beyond um, to give you like a really good foundation of stuff that you need to learn and need to know for boards because boards is like the biggest test and the most important test to get into residency um so for me and for joseph too we both relied heavily on board material and board studying um, as our main source of like learning new information and learning all the information we need and then we would supplement it with class information, which most of the times was a lot more detailed and a lot more uh, nitty gritty for what we needed to know. And sometimes wasn't like super relevant in terms of um, board information. So we were, we were already doing a lot of that year one and transitioning into like a fully online format was I feel like a little bit easier because we were doing that already we weren't really going to lectures we weren't going to lectures at all really roughly Monday to Friday Sam and I would have 30 to 40 percent of our classes that were mandatory for us to be on campus and those classes involved anatomy OMM lab or our clinical medicine class where we practice different physical exam skills and practicing learning how to interview patients for history. So aside from that portion, 60 to 70% of that were normal lectures, meaning we had to listen to uh, four to five lectures about different topics, and we could either listen to them live in person, but a majority of our classes listened to that at home. So for me and Sam, we actually didn't attend many of these class lectures because we found it more efficient to just watch the recording um, from home and also two times speed it because that would just cut down the time of us listening. So we only really were on campus for a few certain activities because we were required to be. And Sam, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Joseph was saying, um, a lot of our studying was by ourselves and I personally found it a lot more helpful because you can go at your own pace um, since we know when tests are coming, so you don't have to like cram every piece of information and material that you're learning from each lecture throughout the week. You can kind of spread it out yourself and like have it kind of flow into the weekend if you needed to, instead of making sure like you do every single lecture on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But sometimes it's like, okay, I see that Wednesday is a lighter day. So for Monday and Tuesday, I can kind of spread out my lectures more and the information I need to know into Wednesday instead of like forcing myself to learn all this stuff where like you kind of learn how to study more as you go on. So I learned that taking that approach where like I need to cram in all the information doesn't work for me. Like, because I feel like I learn new information up to a certain point And then I know when I get to that point that after that, all the, like new lectures and new stuff that I'm reading about or, or listening to isn't sinking in as well anymore. 
And at that point, I'm like, okay, I need to stop. And I would rather just review older material. So I get to know that information better than trying to force more new information in where it's just not sticking anymore. And it doesn't help at that point. And then I would have to just relearn it the next day anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think basically our study style, we liked that we had the flexibility of watching a lot of the lectures online because it gave us time to do things when we found it most convenient. So if we wanted to do more lectures one day, we could we could do that. Or if we were busy with something else that day, we could do less. So having the option to do online lectures was just a lot more convenient because you could also waste less time from doing it when you're at home. You don't have to go anywhere. So when COVID started, I guess we were kind of used to things a lot because we felt like a majority of our studying was already at home. But when we didn't have any in-person activities, it, I think for me, it changed things a little bit more because I found like which in-person activities had the most value. And I think for me, anatomy lab was a big thing. It's really, I thought it was a lot harder to learn all the different structures just from looking at the pictures because you lose that physical tactile experience of like going through the different cadavers. Um, what about for you? Yeah, um, I was going to say that a lot of like in-person class for me was about the social aspect and kind of taking a break from just staring on my screen, going through flashcards, going through just like information after information. So it helped me kind of like relax a little bit more. And I found myself when we transitioned to fully online that I would stop studying new information earlier than I would when we had in-person classes because I didn't have that kind of gap in between um, when we had to go to campus versus just staying at home and studying. Um, It wouldn't really give me that time to just kind of decompress and not think about class and just kind of talk and hang out with people. And then when I would come back in the afternoon after class, then I would, okay, I can study more new information now. Whereas during COVID, it was just like, okay, like, I'm always looking at my computer, always doing new information or old flashcards. And then I hit a certain wall and I'm like, okay, like I can't do, <laughs> I can't do anymore. Um, but I also agree. Anatomy was always super helpful going in, being able to like see the bodies and actually like touch it and look at where everything's going and kind of like seeing in real, obviously seeing in person what is happening with the body is like 10 times better than staring at it on the screen where everything's kind of gray in the same color and you can't tell what is what. Um, anatomy is definitely better in person and OMM is 100 times better in person too because it's so much easier learning treatments and actually doing them versus just staring at a screen and looking at pictures of someone doing it. <laughs> yeah, you have that muscle memory from going through the different techniques I feel like it's just a lot easier to memorize later. When I we started learning stuff only online for OMM, I just couldn't get a lot of the things to stick because I never really did it. And also, I just had a harder understand, harder time understanding what we were even learning because I feel like the t- techniques can be explained in a very abstract way. So I wasn't really sure a lot of times like what we're actually doing with these treatments. Um, but adding on to what you're saying about the social aspect, I feel like yeah, going to school gave you like a break in your day because you got to see others and just talk about different things. And when you had time 
to do that, it kind of recharged you. So you wouldn't get so like this feeling of just being boxed in in one place all day. So for me, I actually started getting a lot more headaches studying 100% from home. And my roommate also had more migraines too. So we were kind of thinking maybe just being at our screens all day and like having limited activity, even though we tried to exercise, like wasn't the best for our health. Should have did all men on each other. (laughs) Yeah, it's just you're not as motivated as usual because you don't have... We also stopped doing in-person practical exams where we had to perform all the techniques in person so we're just like ah we'll just learn it later and yeah there was just not as much push to do them yeah and we found out recently that a lot of treatments that we were learning that we couldn't visualize or like physically do um and then some of the treatments we thought like oh like this isn't gonna work like how can this help someone we were actually doing them in person like on each other and we realized like oh dang like some of these treatments help so much more than like we like thought from just reading like how the treatment is supposed to work theoretically and the treatment positions. It was so much more like fun, I guess. So it helped you learn a lot more of like seeing someone have like pain in a certain area and then actually being able to do something about it was like a really cool experience for me. Like recently because we had uh, one of my best friends, um from like when i was in middle school he came over obviously safety and everything we're all wearing masks (laughs) um but like he came over and he was talking about he had a certain pain in his back that it's been kind of bothering him for a while i mean joseph were like oh like we just learned this new omm treatment that we don't know if it's going to really do anything but we'll just try it out and then we tried it and it actually worked he had like a markedly reduced amount of pain he could do things that he wasn't able to do before like bending over touching his toes he said was giving him like a decent amount of pain we treated him and he did it and he's like what the like it's actually basically gone and me and joseph didn't believe him for a while but like (laughs) it it was just so cool that we could physically see it in person instead of obviously reading about it and having our professors tell us like, oh, this works, this works, trust us, this works. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a cool story. <laughs> yeah, I think for a lot of these things, we are also extremely skeptical skeptical about how, like what's the efficacy of it. So when you're actually able to help someone with their issue and then see them get better, you're like, whoa, something is happening. Even though like we don't truly understand what is the the reasoning for it still i think it's i feel like omm is a very like low risk thing to do you can try it, if something happens you're like oh great it worked but if it doesn't you're like oh that's fine we have other options so i think that's that's <laughs> yeah. nice just trying it out on other people so yeah. um i want to ask you we once we started going online you mentioned that we don't have like physical exam tests anymore of like actually practicing the stuff we're learning on someone else um how do you think that affected kind of some of your learning and um like how do you think that will translate do you think we're going to be less prepared going into rotations and everything i would say possibly for certain things 
I think in one way we were able to really focus on some of our critical thinking skills because we couldn't do examinations. So we had to think what questions should we ask in an encounter, which ones are important, and what are we looking for if we were to get a positive or negative finding. But at the same time, actually performing those tests, I feel like we're going to be lacking a little bit because right now, once we have gone back to in-person practice temporarily, which we'll get to, we just, it's going to be crammed in such a short time that it hasn't been spread out over the last year. Mm -hmm. So I think we may have some difficulty in the beginning of our rotations, but I think as we keep doing stuff, we'll just get used to it and catch up to where we should be, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like also it gave us more time to just work on just basic board material because we had to cut out a lot of things. So instead, the classes started emphasizing more physiology and stuff like that. So we just were incentivized to study those things more. So in a way, maybe we gained a little bit of extra knowledge potentially because we took away something else and then focused on a different aspect of our studying. But I think we won't really know what happens until you really get to rotations. Yeah, I just asked that because... One of our TAs today, or yeah, one of our CMNR TAs was talking about rotations and he was just saying to, for all those first and pre-meds out there, first years and pre-meds, to make sure you learn your um, physical exams pretty well during first and second year. So when you get into rotations and a resident or an attending or someone asks you to do a physical exam on a patient, you're you're actually able to do it versus kind of standing there lost and not knowing what to do or asking for help and kind of looking around um because he was saying that some of his classmates I guess didn't take it as seriously so they weren't as prepared out on rotation so it kind of look, makes you look bad and also makes the school look bad um and taking the time seriously because some people don't take the time seriously in class to learn it and actually understand it they just kind of maybe mess around and then try to learn it themselves later on. Um, it's more efficient to just learn it the first time versus taking extra time out of your day later on to actually understand what you're doing. Yeah, I think it's also another point to bring up is it's been especially hard probably for the first years because they never had any medical school in person and some of the most, I guess challenging experiences you have in medical school or adjusting to all the different new things that you've had to learn that you've probably never done anywhere else like anatomy lab for most people is something that most people don't get to experience so that's like one different experience in itself on top of getting used to all the studying you need to do from the lectures and then learning physical examination skills so just that whole package together is something so different that I feel like first years really may have a hard time to adjust to and may have maybe missed out on a lot of relationships as well they were able to build with their classmates because they never got to meet anybody. So now they're trying to catch up on all of that. Yeah, it's definitely a harder time for first years to transition, I would think, um, because for me, 
during our first year, like it was so much easier to whenever you had a problem or whenever you thought something was just hard or difficult. When you go to class, you just realize everyone's complaining about the same thing. You're like, okay, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not the only one in this boat. But if you start medical school off only online and then especially like you go on zoom, like you don't like hear people like side conversations talking and complaining about stuff on zoom. Cause everyone's muted. They don't like, you don't obviously don't want to be saying like random stuff when a professor is on the zoom. So that was definitely a big help for me during my first year. Yeah. You already have some friends that you already know. So you're kind of used to, you have like a small support group already. And then if you don't meet anyone, it's really hard to make new friends because you can't just start, you can't just start randomly messaging people. <laughs> I guess you could, but it's just different because it's not like a natural way you start a friendship usually at least in yeah. a school setting. But I guess now they're catching up on it and we'll get more used to knowing the different styles of each professor and some of their personalities and also knowing the personalities of their classmates because then you realize like there's a real person behind, you know, the people on Zoom. So you <laughs> kind of have a more understanding of them. And when people complain or get frustrated, you... I don't know, don't get overreactive as fast because you realize, oh, maybe they're going something, going through something similar as me. Yeah. Um, so to the point of you're saying like first years are actually getting to see each other. Um, that, so they had their in-person training a few weeks before us and now we're on our third week, currently going into our third week. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about like a lot of the safety precautions and like planning of like how our school started implementing in-person hybrid training. Yeah. So I don't know if we said already, but basically since COVID started in March, 2020, our school based on local and state regulations was out of session for almost a year. And at this moment it's March, 2021. So Almost 12 months, we were online exclusively. No in-person activities. So based on the influence of the regulations on top of the planning of the faculty, they decided that we're going to come back for four weeks of basically in-person school. And part of the reason they decided to do that now, I think, is because the availability of vaccinations. So number one, a majority of our class was able to get a first dose vaccinated vaccination. And number two, they had to procure a lot of PPE, including N95 masks, gloves, surgical masks, and face shields for us to use safely and, you know, cleaning equipment to wipe down the stuff we're going to use. And three, they wanted to find a better space for us to be in because our school is not that big. Um, it might be different at different medical schools where they have like a really big campus or a really, you know, large outdoor area. But since our school doesn't, they rented out a large like kind of warehouse space for us to use. And like the combination of those factors, like being in a warehouse with more ventilation, having appropriate PPE, having um, vaccinations made it a good time or not good, but a lo much lower risk. Um, activity so we could come back in person to practice yeah um, I was actually pretty surprised at how much 
um they like planned out every kind of every step of what was happening in um like setting up our in-person training basically um obviously everyone in the class had to get tested before arriving on campus and then they're also doing random testing during the entire training so joseph actually got picked first <laughs> for the first round of random testing of the first week and i got picked for this week so on wednesday i have to go in earlier um and i like it it's actually like kind of inspiring as maybe the i don't know if it's the right word but it feels like really good that the faculty and everyone and like administration is taking everything so seriously to make sure everybody is as safe as possible and to like reduce risk as much as possible because i mean like i'm living with my mom and that's like the biggest scare for me is when i had to, when i realized i had to go back to in-person campus i didn't know how serious everyone was going to take it or how serious the school was going to take it and how much they would provide to like protect us because it's one thing if i get it um versus my mom who is older and um i guess like not as active as i am so her immune system isn't as i guess proliferative but that's like the biggest aspect of it is me trying to protect her as much as i can so i've been limiting like so much of like what i'm doing other than studying um and then realizing that other people are in the same boat because you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter, and then you kind of sometimes see a lot of stuff that shouldn't be going on. But that's a different topic. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think that there's anything they should have done earlier, maybe, um, to make this happen a little bit faster? Or if there's any like other improvements that our faculty or administration could have done? I think overall they have done a really good job, like you said, because they just have a lot of system in, systems in place, like the PPE. And on top of that, they have the students spread out throughout the whole place in certain sections. So you're really limited to contact with your partner mainly. Um, they pair you up. I don't, I don't think we mentioned that. They pair you up with one other student in, your, in the class and my partner, Sam. So you're really only... <laughs> in close contact with that one partner and then within with that partner you're, you're in a small pod so they just have a, a lot of different systems in place to try and reduce risk as much as they can of course they can't get to 100 percent; like there's no risk at all but i think they just got everything down to as low as possible so i think that really helps us feel a lot safer because they've just done the best they can to give us all the proper equipment and space to do our in-person training but you're saying i don't know what was your original question sorry (laughs) um i was asking like uh do you think there's any like improvements they can do or um do you think it would have helped if they maybe started this a little earlier and then spread it out a little bit more versus yeah because right now it's four weeks of going to campus every single day and then taking a big like four hour chunk of out of our day um to learn like a bunch of OMM and physical exam that we haven't gotten to practice in person um so I personally feel like spreading it out a little bit longer would have been helpful but 
that could be due to some uh, like unknown um, logistical reasons for like the site that we're renting out and other stuff but we can talk about that yeah um, okay yeah i think i also wish they we had a longer time to spread out this in-person time pro probably about six weeks would have been good so we're not in class almost every single day so i feel like because we're in four they had to really make this more intensive and cram in so much more material in a shorter amount of time and i think with anything we've learned we found that there's like the more you spread it out and do it bit by bit the more you're going to get retention out of it and also you're not going to get burned out from being doing one thing all rushed at once so i do wish yeah we were able to have more time at the site but have it more spread out but it's probably because there were so many other factors like out of our our control like i know other states since where in california um, they were able to get like their case rate was a lot lower than us their hospitalization was a lot lower so they were they were able to have some minimal in-person activities even late last year in june or july or they had different modifications but for california we're in a different different site so that's out of their control on top of getting vaccinations for us they didn't really have a lot of control in that either because medical students yeah we're important especially first or second year but we're not on directly interacting with patients yet because we're still studying so we're not on like the highest priority so i think if more vaccinations were available for all people in the health field they probably could have you know bumped this up more or elongated this so that's probably like a lot of different stuff they couldn't have done even though we wish we had more time Uh, but in terms of other stuff i don't know i think that's probably the main thing for me like spreading it out a little bit more so we be there a few times a week but not every single day like we are now and just we're so tired after going through the sessions that it makes it a little bit more difficult to be productive in other stuff once we get home. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, especially with how crammed um, OMM gets, because there's just so much material in OMM, treatments, exams, screening, like it's so much more than kind of the CMNR physical exam stuff because technically we've had all these physical exam um, classes last year. Um, half of them, or I guess a little less than half of them became online only, but we learned a lot of these exams already for CMNR. So right now it's kind of just review, but OMM is just like basically all new treatments and all new exams that we're learning. And for me it's just so much information at one time that after kind of like two hours three hours i start checking out like i can't really focus anymore because obviously one we're wearing an n95 a surgical mask face shield and then also staying away from a bunch of people so you're sitting in like this isolated island kind of with you and your partner for four hours straight on a zoom call where the audio isn't the best and also there's no screen because the bandwidth is also a problem um so after a certain point i kind of just become desensitized and just kind of zone out a little bit yeah and then they're like okay go practice and then that's when i kind of kick back in like okay 
like now we actually get to do things we actually get to move around and learn <laughs> with hands-on stuff but sitting there for so long just makes me like not focus um but yeah like obviously there's give and take pros and cons for everything i'd much rather be doing that than trying to learn all of this omm <laughs> straight strictly like online and over pictures again so yeah yeah i think we just definitely get fatigued uh, of course it could be worse if we're you know really already attending physicians or something like that where they need to be practicing for like 12 hours straight they have limited breaks we get some breaks but overall i think in terms of just being as students studying you just get fatigued after about two three hours like you said i feel like that i just kind of start losing focus and i think that would would have been the benefit of spreading things out more because they could have made the sessions shorter and just spread the classes out throughout more time so we wouldn't have to be coming there every single day so when you did come you'd feel refreshed and be like i want to be here today i want to be engaged i want to be focused but if you're like burned out and tired you're like i don't want to do this so i think that kind of just affects how much enthusiasm and focus we have during the sessions so yeah i think overall i wish it was just a little bit more i don't know what i'm saying crammed <laughs> less crammed yeah. yeah i agree yeah but i think something that i feel like some of us didn't think about is if we just continued to be online only i think there would have been a significant hit to our education because during mm-hmm. second year is a time like you said we have a lot of time to practice things on each other on a normal patient that's not sick we're not in a clinic setting we're not in a hospital setting so there's like no risk to anything you're doing to harm Mm -hmm. anybody Mm -hmm. and once we get to rotation what we are doing there actually may have well will have an effect on the patient there's you know people overseeing you but you don't want to waste anybody's time by not knowing how to do exams or not knowing how to interview patients or do testing so i think that would have had a negative effect on us more so at least now I'm trying to tell myself like this is the only time we have so I'm trying to make the most of whatever it is so I can practice and then once I get two rotations I'll know at least enough to survive and not feel like oh I should have worked harder in the past and spent more time practicing because that's also I feel like it could be like a patient safety risk too because if you're putting someone in there that doesn't know what they're doing, then that's also not safe for patient care. So what is the risk of not doing anything, not having any in-person versus going in-person and having a limited amount of practice? I'd rather have a limited amount of practice than zero. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a really good point. Um, it's, I yeah, I agree. It's definitely a lot better to at least get some understanding of what to do it's funny it reminds me of like will ferrell he's like oh i don't know what to do with my hands but like (laughs) but like that's kind of like true like sometimes you go into an exam you're learning what to do and you're just like i don't know what to do like do i put my hand here do i put my hand there what am i feeling i like i don't know what i'm supposed to be feeling versus what is normal or what is abnormal so a lot of times you're just kind of going through the motions and then you kind of get a feel for it but (laughs) yeah it's more just being able to get practice and like just getting reps in versus 
not doing anything is always better i think yeah like we're able when you're in person i feel like that's irreplaceable the hands-on stuff because you're able to build that muscle memory doing the different examinations and techniques so once you get to the rotation you have that muscle memory built in a little bit more so you can just execute more versus oh what should i do here what should i do there but at least for us once we get there even if we don't remember 100 percent, we'll feel like oh i did this before i just need a second to refresh and then i can go in and do it so we won't just feel so scared to get in there and you know do our work yeah i agree <laughs> so like i guess overall um i think like going back in person is um obviously it's been great you get to, we get to see each other again i don't think this uh, it might have but this whole like podcast kind of got jump started a little bit when we started seeing in person more regularly and talking more regularly um it kind of gave us like a sense of like oh like we can actually work on this yeah um, I feel yeah. like things are happening more. Like since we're gonna <laughs> see each other almost every day, we're just constantly talking about oh, what's the next thing we need to do. But then mm-hmm. when you're just online at home, it feels like yeah, you do have more time overall. But I feel like sometimes you can waste more of it because you just get lost in this bubble of oh, I need to study a hundred percent of the time, and you kind of lose sense of time and place because yeah. you're not going to as many places as before your day's not broken up you're not having social interactions so i feel like yeah in person did jump start this because before i just had you know little things get in the way and like oh, i'll do it later and then it just doesn't happen <laughs> yeah don't get lost in the sauce joseph yeah that's what i'm a little worried about once we get to boards i guess that's what happens to a lot of people because like yeah. for like six seven weeks where you're just focused on one exam you just kind of lose sense of everything because like, yeah, you're like, focused so, so focused on one goal and just I think lock yourself <laughs> yeah lock yourself up in a cave no lights no blinds just a dark hole studying all day 24 7 yeah um i think aside from all the positive things we said about hands-on i feel like we should maybe discuss a little bit about some of the negatives did we talk about that um uh no we didn't we talked about like what we think could be better and what's yeah but we didn't talk about negatives i think negatives we maybe have gone over a little bit like things are just crammed yeah like time cram yeah so i feel like a lot of us came into this uh, study period this month of hands-on thinking okay Mm. we're on campus for four hours and after that we're free and i think that didn't (laughs) 100% 100% pan out and I think yeah. a lot of us feel still a little frustrated because we were anticipating okay once I'm done with hands-on I can do what I want to do and that is for the most part study for boards yeah. but a lot of times we have tests during hands-on so we need to practice for those tests so we'll spend four hours practicing OMM or whatever we need to practice then we'll be like oh, I need to practice a couple more hours with my partner outside of this for the test we have tomorrow so we can do this competency or practical exam so I think that's what a lot of uh, the class and other students in our class are, folk- are frustrated about because we don't have as much free time as we think uh, yeah. we originally thought we had. Yeah, I think it was just um, kind of like a miscommunication or stuff got lost in translation where faculty were saying one thing and we were thinking 
one thing, but then like the reality didn't really match up, and then that's where the the disconnect happened, where <laughs> a lot of frustration is kind of bubbling up. But I think it's getting handled, and that's kind of one thing I like about um, our school and our faculty is a lot of the professors are like pretty understanding of what's going on and what we're going through. And like it, it feels good that they actually listen versus not accepting any criticism, any feedback, and then just doing what they want. Like, sure, a lot of stuff we suggest, a lot of stuff that the class wants to happen doesn't happen. It gets tossed aside, pushed aside, whatever. But at least they're open to listening to like what we're saying and what we kind of think is should be better. Yeah, I I don't know exactly how it is at other schools, but for us, I think it is good because our faculty is very open to listening. Like you said, they don't always take 100% of the things we suggest and implement it right away. A lot of times they, I don't know, for, for, first of all, we usually have town hall sessions about every two weeks. So then students have one hour to come and talk about their concerns and questions they have. So that's already one direct way you can talk to the faculty. That's just like an open line of communication. And then we have curriculum representatives for our class. And if you have a concern, you can tell those representatives. And then those, are, those people are able to talk to the faculty directly. So you can also do that. We also have you know, forms. Like We have a different ways to get the faculty to hear our different issues. And of course, if it's a different story, what they do with those issues, but at least they are open to listening to the problems we have and things we want to improve on. And I'm not sure it's the same at every other school where the faculty is asking what's going on with you all, what can we do to help you, etc. Another thing I was thinking about was I wish we had more time to do a few other certain activities while we were at the warehouse. One of them being was ultrasound because we kind of rushed through that and only got to check a few different areas of the body while I wish we had more time to practice on different joints or different organs that we didn't really get time to do while we were there. Another thing was suturing. We had an online session for suturing that was only maybe half an hour. So I wish we had an in-person session doing that so we could get input from TAs and other faculty members to check our technique because I feel like we don't do a lot of that on a regular basis. So getting that time would have been really helpful. I think a lot of the class also didn't realize how much time and how many exams we would have every week because in the beginning we didn't have any and we had one then we had two and then by the end we had three or four so it just really ate up a lot of time and even though it was important to practice those things I think we all just got the impression that we'd have more time to study for boards and overall just spreading things out would have gave us more time to implement those activities throughout our whole hands-on instead of just cramming things in and rushing things for four weeks. I think six would have been probably an ideal amount of time. And also having sessions three to four times a week would have been a lot more manageable as well instead of having it every single day. Yeah. I concur. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess kind of closing out, um, any final thoughts of like, um school before covid school during covid and kind of school now where we're transitioning into like hybrid and also going into board study uh, i think the other thing i wanted to touch on briefly was 
our experience getting vaccinated with COVID. Mm. I think I was listening to this thing the other day or this other podcast, and they were saying how this vaccine is going to, it's like just, it is a huge achievement because it's so effective. Like the two main ones, Pfizer and Moderna are like 95 plus percent effective of you getting COVID at all, but pretty much a hundred percent of you getting like a severe disease. So there's not a lot of vaccines that are that effective. So it's a big deal that Mm -hmm. we were able to make something in less than a year so fast, because I think the other vaccine they're mentioning is like the MMR vaccine, and it took up to four years to develop. And we did this in less than one. So it's just a big deal. The whole world was able to get together on this. And I know some people still have some skepticism towards it. And I think overall, it's just like a big achievement in terms of medicine that we were able to do this. So I wanted to discuss, I don't know, what was your, our experiences <laughs> with the yeah. side effects or do what happened want, when we got it? <laughs> do you want to, do you want to talk about your vaccine first or mine? Because yeah. yours is really short. Yeah, I think mine's really boring <laughs> and I don't know how abnormal it is. So I got the Pfizer vaccine and first dose, I was for the most part fine. I just had a little arm soreness where they injected it on my shoulder and I woke up the next day it was slightly more sore than the previous day but other than that I didn't have any other issues no fever no headache no fatigue so I was pretty happy (laughs) and then the second dose pretty much almost the same thing but even less I had even less arm soreness the first time and I just kept studying which was good because we had a final but uh, I think it's a different story for a lot of other people that got the vaccine so you can Go over yours <laughs> yeah so listening to joseph i didn't even know he got a second vaccine because he never complained of any side effects or anything and so i was like oh like i, I was I was, I was just wondering like when's joseph gonna ever get a second vaccine or if he already did and then i asked him he's like yeah i had no symptoms at all i was completely fine i was like are you joking me <laughs> i got my first vaccine it was just arm soreness Nothing, no other symptoms, no fever, no headache, anything after the first dose. So I felt fine. And I worked out the next day. It was, everything was normal. And then the second vaccine comes around. I get it. I'm like, okay, like my arm's getting a little sore at night. I got it at like 12, I think. By like eight or nine, my arm was pretty sore. I was like, okay, like this is kind of just like the first dose. Like nothing major is happening. So like, oh yeah, I'm in the clear. Like no, no side effects and I'm going to be good. And then I go to sleep. I wake up at like 1 a.m. Just chills out of my mind. And I was like, what is going on? And I checked the clock. It's 1 a.m. And like I didn't, I literally didn't want to get out of bed because like my joints were aching. So I texted my, or I called my mom and she was still awake. I don't know why. And she picks up. I'm like, mom, can you bring me some like Tylenol or something like Advil, aspirin, anything? And she's like, oh, okay. And she comes Medical up. Medical student, big baby. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was being a big baby, but I, I was hurting, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of people, I feel like, had that similar experience where their first dose was fine. And then, like, the second dose, like, really knocked them out. Like, they just yeah. had pretty much, like, a one-day <laughs> bad cold where they were just really tired, had a headache, yeah. had chills. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't get anything. Like I didn't even have to. I didn't take any Tylenol. I didn't take any aspirin. All yeah. I did was, I don't know. I didn't do anything. I yeah, attributed lucky, to man. Um, my healthy immune Things. system, going to the gym. 
eating blueberries <laughs> blueberries that's a secret but like the weird thing was at w- when i woke up in the middle of the night i took tylenol but i ha- i was like super energetic for like two or three hours after that like i tried closing my eyes going back to sleep but like i literally couldn't go back to sleep and when i was talking to my mom like i was i was i think i was trying to like explain to her like what was going on like oh like i'm having a fever because my body is trying to get rid of this like like i was trying to go through like biochem basically with her about what my body was doing i'm and releasing then, but thinking, prostaglandins <laughs> you know yeah basically and then, but like thinking back on it i was talking like so fast to her like and i she was kind of staring at me like what is going on like what is wrong with you and i was like okay never mind i'm just gonna try to go sleep and so she left and but i just laid in my bed like closed my eyes but i was awake for like another hour two hours after that and then i finally fell back asleep and then the entire next day like i didn't want to move i had aches all over my body a super mild fever maybe like 99 um, it might have dipped into the hundred in the middle of the day where I started like sweating, but then it was pretty mild the rest of the time. But I w- felt like chills and everything, which was kind of weird. And then I did my studying, but I didn't want to do anything else. I was just like so out of it the whole day and so tired. And then um, I think after that, I got a really bad apthis ulcer <laughs> what? It was a, can- a canker sore on the side of my tongue so i couldn't eat anything for the day of and then the day after so like that just like compounded like me just being tired and not wanting to do anything <laughs> and, and it sucked that's not I hated about it. covid though right that's just like something that randomly happened but like, <laughs> I, like vaccination. But, yeah i don't like i don't know if it was the vaccination or not but like i've got the canker sore the same day or i guess the day after my vaccine and then so i don't know if i was already gonna get it before the vaccine or not or if something or if it was because like the aspirin or the nsaids i took because nsaids can cause ulcers and whatever i don't know if it was that one dose of nsaids can cause ulcers (laughs) well no (laughs) i took tylenol in the morning and i took advil or a day quill like later that day and then i also took more aspirin that day too yeah so i don't know it, it was just a cum- accumulation of a bunch of effects where i felt like crap i couldn't eat so i felt more like crap <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like i don't know a lot of people had that experience even some other people in our class they were saying that they were just out of it for not just the day after they got the second dose but multiple days after like yeah three luckily to four days. Mine was just one day so that really sucks yeah you're just feeling bad and then you sitting over there looking all nice yeah for once i didn't have an issue during our finals like, <laughs> so many issues every single final that's exam. that could be uh, that could be another episode just story. your problems with finals Mo- multiple <laughs> problems during medical school still survived <laughs> we could talk about that later <laughs> okay all right so yeah covid vaccines in person it's a great time right now great time to be alive yeah all right should we wrap this up yeah I think that, that, that'll do it okay well thanks thank you everyone for listening to this next episode of the tbd podcast i hope you enjoyed us going over 
our update from how our curriculum has been being back in person versus just online studying and subscribe for more thank you for listening to this episode of the to be dogs podcast subscribe to our podcast on apple music spotify or google podcast check out our website at minimalmedblog.com tbd podcast